Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, before the Jews and Gentiles who became Christians in that town... They never experienced any persecution. They never experienced any suffering. Why? Because they weren't believers. So what are you going to argue with them about? If you want to worship idols, fine. If you want to be a worship the one true God, fine. But uh, you don't know anything about Jesus, fine. Satan didn't care. There's no way to get to heaven. So understand, now the unbelievers in their city hated them. You know why they hated them? It wasn't religion. It's the name Jesus. Have you ever gotten pushback from somebody because you're talking about Jesus? Maybe you're not even talking to them, but they don't like hearing what you're saying. If that's happened to you, you're not alone. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the Apostle Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. Paul was trying to encourage them to hang in there even though they were being persecuted for choosing to follow Jesus. You'll be reminded that going against the flow of the world's way of doing things will result in some opposition. But you need to trust God and push on through. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. As he continues his message, transformed Christ followers impact their world for Christ. I believe often when I get up, I have to go back and just say, God, I know you called me to be a pastor. I need your anointing. My intelligence, my illustrations will not work. I need the power of the Holy Spirit as I speak. And God, help me. It's not about me. It's about your word and you. Now, Paul also knew the word is powerful. Do you know this is alive? It speaks right to your heart. It goes right to you. As I'm teaching, it's changing people. Paul knew that the Bible was alive and powerful. But Paul also knew one thing. Look back in that verse. It says, I spoke with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. What did that mean? You see, when you became a believer, the Holy Spirit came to live in us. And the reason you and I became believers is because the Holy Spirit spoke to us sometime. We didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said to you in a service, a Billy Graham thing, a friend sharing with you, watching television, whatever, you are a sinner. In a loving way, the Holy Spirit. See, the Spirit speaks to our spirit. And he convicts us. And you need to accept Jesus Christ. He's the only way for you to be forgiven and have hope and a brand new life. See, I can't convict you. That's not my role. It's not your role that when you're witnessing somebody, I'm going to convict you. That's ridiculous. 
It's the Holy Spirit's power to the unbelievers, show them of their sins, that they need to repent, believe, and receive Jesus. Now, let me say this as kindly as I can, but as powerfully as I can. During this service from now on, there are some of you here, and you've never turned your life over to Jesus Christ. You're filled with information, but never transformed you. The Holy Spirit has begun already to speak to your heart. Don't go like, well, how do you know? Because I know the Holy Spirit loves you. And Jesus died for you. And you just need to listen because at the end of the service, I'm going to ask you to just obey the Holy Spirit and get your life changed. Amen? And that's one of the reasons we're here. It's not just to know how to apply the Bible. It's to get saved. That's what happens. Now, watch what happens in this city, what happens to them. Remember, when Paul started the church, he was there, we don't know, maybe three months, and he preached, some of the Jews believed And many of the Gentiles, worshipers of idols, many of them believe. But you have to be careful. When you are sharing the gospel, when I'm sharing the gospel, it's unrealistic to say, every single person I share with, immediately going to kneel down and come to the Lord. That's unrealistic. It didn't happen to Jesus. Remember the rich young ruler came to Jesus? He said, what can I do to have eternal life? And Jesus told him, and you know what the young man did? See you, bye, walked away. Well, if Jesus didn't get everybody, I feel okay. But Jesus kept sharing the gospel. Here's what I want you to write. Look at, understand this. This is a principle. When telling others about Christ, depend upon the power of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not how cool we are sharing the gospel. It's not my exact words have to be perfect. It's not a canned presentation. You don't want to open a can and go, there, how do you like it? No, nothing personal. Not at all. It's the power of the word and the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that convicts. Now, I want to see how good you do with this one. Let's see what your answer is. When Paul moved into the city of Thessalonica, remember, he was in Europe. He came to Europe from Turkey. When he moved into the city of Thessalonica, how many Christians were in that city? Zero. Zero. Christians were in that city. Now, he would go there in the synagogue, which he always liked to do, where the Jews were there. And in the synagogue, there were Jews there, and they didn't believe in Jesus. And then, of course, the Gentiles there, the Romans, and they didn't even know Jesus. They worshiped idols. So what would Paul do? Think about this. I'm looking here, probably 85% of us are Christians. When Paul looked out, zero. So What did he know to do? Well, he wrote this verse because he knew people would be transformed by it. He'd seen it before in the other churches that he planted. He'd seen it everywhere. Look at this verse. Here's what Paul wrote. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news, because it's the power of God for the salvation of how many? Everyone. Did Jesus die for everyone? Yes, he did. It's the power of salvation for everyone who what? Now, believe is an action word. You follow it up. You follow up to transformation, becoming like Jesus. Who believes first for the Jew and then for the Gentiles? Remember, when Paul, Saul, who became Paul, was saved on the road to Damascus, he was interacting with Jesus. And that transformed him. So, He knew if he could be transformed, anybody hearing the gospel 
could be transformed. After hearing the gospel, what happened in that town? Many Gentiles became Christians. Some Jews became believers in Jesus. They believe they became followers of Jesus. And now there was a healthy church in Thessalonica. You see, the Holy Spirit transforms people's lives. Listen, when they hear the truth and believe the gospel. I hear more and more today in many churches, you won't hear the gospel and nobody asks for people to accept Christ at the end of their services. Well, that's one of the reasons we're here. If you watch Billy Graham, that guy had the gift of an evangelist. And millions and millions of people came. Why? Because there was an invitation to have their lives changed. Billy knew it was the power of the word. It wasn't Billy Graham. You'll hear him time and time again. It was the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the word of God. It was presented. Remember, Paul wrote this verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Wow. But see, it's not just enough. To preach the gospel. Look at verse 5 at the end. You know, Paul says, how we, Paul, Silas, Timothy, we lived among you for your sake. Paul's going to talk about being a role model. He just couldn't give the gospel. They needed to see that in his life. So Paul reminds them that he lived a godly life, a life of integrity. What he taught, he lived. His life was like an open book. Today, we would say it like this. What you see is what you get. Exactly. He would work. He would work part-time. He would make tents. He would do whatever. He was showing them. I'm not going to talk to you about being good workers. You'll find later when we go through the book of 1 Thessalonians. Some of the people misunderstood when Paul said Jesus is coming back, they're thinking, well, he's coming back in the next month. I'm quitting my job. And they actually quit their jobs. And Paul rolled back, well, no, 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 no. We don't know the timing of this. So understand, we have to be that person. What you see is what you get. Now, quite often, I'll be out in the stores, you know, Aldi, Publix, wherever. And I'll probably have shorts on or something like that. And people come in and go, Pastor Mark, you wear shorts? No, I dress like this 24-7. This is what I sleep in. Are you kidding? And then they say, like, what are you doing in Publix? <laughs> and we have to have a little conversation. And I say, do you eat? I have to eat. I don't know about you. And my wife likes me to do the grocery shopping. She takes care of everything else. I dropped it, I dropped it. Everything else. I just... See, so what I want to say to you this morning is, what you see... Is what you get. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I'm seeing you. Put the phone away. Here you go. <laughs> now, I wish I could say I was perfect like Jesus. Sorry. Look at the word of integrity. This is what Paul's saying to them. Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one else is looking. By the way, somebody's always looking. His name is God the Father. He knows everything we do. 
Stop and think. Are you living a life of transparency and integrity today? Well, Pastor, I've got it hidden. Nobody knows. Oh, they will find out. What do we see in the news over and over again? What do we just see with a governor or something come out? You see this. It comes out. So I'm not perfect integrity either. So what do you do? You ask God to forgive you. Don't be a too kind of person. Don't be that kind of person. If you hear, you say, what? why did you bring that up? Probably for you. I don't mean that in a negative way, positive way. You know, when we're trying to be something we're not, we're miserable. Get free. Let the chains break. Be real. Just be real. So that's what Paul is trying to say to these people. It's not just my word. And Paul knew this. God designed people to have successful role models in their lives. Now, Paul knew there was only one perfect role model. Who would that be? Jesus, exactly right. You guys got it right. And one day, Jesus said it simply like this. Come follow me. And I'll address the second part of this, because most of us hear that, but we never hear the second part. Come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. You're not here just to follow me. You're going to do what I do. I came to seek and save the lost. And we'll see that later. These are exactly what's happening with these new believers. They're transformed into witnesses for Jesus. Now, Jesus is our ultimate and final role model. But Paul knew, and Jesus knew, we need humans. We need human role models that can help us become fully developed in our walk with God. So Paul had the boldness to make this statement. Look at this. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, follow my example. There's no period there. As I follow the example of Christ. That's the only safe way you could say that. Follow me. Don't end it there. As I follow Christ. Now, what is I follow Christ? It's here in the Bible. That should make sense to you because I want to grow. You know, the one good thing when you are searching and you want a role model in your life, of course, it's always Jesus. But it's good to be around believers that have been believers growing and being like Christ for a long time. That's one of the benefits of getting older. Because you need to understand older Christians who have been working through to become more like Jesus. They're not ever perfect. But boy, they've learned a lot of things. They'll tell you, don't go there. That was stupid by me. So... I love having older people around. You should love having older people around because they're great role models for you. And that's why when we're here in small groups and you get in that Bible study, listen up because some people know things you don't know and they can encourage you. Thank you for doing that. Now, you say, well, how do I follow Christ? Well, the easiest way is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just read how Jesus lived. Just read it. Of course, you can read the Old Testament as well. Remember, Paul, Paul spent a lot of time with Jesus. You can read his epistles. That's most of the rest of the New Testament. And when you see what he writes, wow, James was his half-brother. He lived with Jesus for 30 years. You think he knew anything about Jesus? Well, he didn't believe much about Jesus until after the resurrection. Then he really knew about Jesus. Remember? Over and over again, he understood this. Now, well, let me do a text. I just feel I want to say this. What if that role model with Paul stopped there? What would be the impact on the community? Paul leaves. 
goes back to another city. What's the impact on the community? No impact. Because they don't have a role model to what? Challenge them to what? Witness. Go to others. It just stopped right there. That never is what happened. So watch what he says. I like this. Look at it first. You became imitators of us and the Lord. Aha, there's the balance. Follow me as a follow. So he's saying to the people in the church, you're absolutely being transformed. You imitated my life. You knew the gospel. You knew the word integrity. So you're living it and you're seeing what I told you about Jesus. You're actually do that. Ben, then he says this, in spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. See, before the Jews and Gentiles who became Christians in that town, they never experienced any persecution. They never experienced any suffering. Why? Because they weren't believers. So what are you going to argue with them about? You want to worship idols? Fine. If you want to be a worship the one true God? Fine. But you don't know anything about Jesus? Fine. Satan didn't care. There's no way to get to heaven. So understand, now the unbelievers in their city hated them. You know why they hated them? It wasn't religion. It's the name Jesus. People hate us who are not believers, not because of our religion, but because of the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is. They know. Remember when Peter and John there and the religious Jews were there and they said, stop talking about Jesus. Not about God, Jesus. And Basically, the guy said, sorry, there's no other name under heaven whereby you may be saved in the name of Jesus. Guys, don't ever delude it. So these people were being persecuted. No doubt Paul said to them, way to go. You still have joy, even though you're being persecuted. I'm sure he told them before that there would be persecution when you accept Jesus Christ because the world turns against us. But remember what happened. In fact, what happened When Paul started the church, remember what happened? The people that didn't like what was going on with those people coming to Christ, they came and rioted. Paul had to leave in the middle of the night to save himself. Those people knew what was going to happen. A riot came. So Paul also, I guarantee you, he heard Jesus when he was with Jesus privately in the desert, being taught for those years or two. Notice what Jesus says. You know this first. Look at it. Jesus says this. I've told you these things so that in me you may have what? Peace. You know what that word peace is? Shalom. Listen. Maybe you're going through something today. In trouble, suffering, adversity, hardship, trial, sorrows, difficulty. You know, we live in a real sinful world. That's going to come for us. Maybe you're doing this. Well, Jesus says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world... You will have trouble, those hardships, those difficulties. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Let me read to you, those of you that are maybe struggling a little bit with a hardship, a difficulty, a sorrow, something, a trial. Let me share with that word. If that's you, you don't have to identify yourself. Just think of this word, shalom. Completeness. Rest. Safety. Tranquility. Wholeness and well-being. See, as we go through them, we're never going through those difficulties alone. These brand new baby Christians 
had joy because of the Holy Spirit. They knew they were going to get through them. Remember, that's not uncommon. Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. I'm sure Paul said that. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Now, the key is the promise of Jesus. In me, Jesus said, in me, you will have peace. What does that mean? If you're a Christian this morning, you're in Christ. You have the peace. If you're not yet a believer, a Christian, you have no peace during the trouble. You will have the same problems that Christians have, but you don't have anybody in you, the king of, the prince of peace. You don't have him. So you have to go through it alone. Don't do that. Now, also, when Paul saw this, he knew the joy that was there proved that they weren't just gaining information. They were being transformed. In spite of the persecution, they still had joy. Now, look at verse 7. And so you became a model, an example, not just to the church, not just to the other people, not just to Paul, to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Here's what you want to see. This is what Paul, if he had PowerPoint back then, he'd put this statement there. We see these Christ followers talking to them. Their church, your church, is impacting your world for Christ. He's so happy. He says, you guys have a godly reputation in town. You've become examples to believers and unbelievers. Now, he complimented them over and over again. Now, how far would that role model, that imitation, that reputation spread? We've probably all done this. You go somewhere on vacation, you buy a lake, and there's a flat rock right there. What do you want to do with that little flat rock? Come on. You want to what? Woo! And it does what? Boop, 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 boop. Pretty soon the circles go where? Just go out. You know what Paul's saying? Wherever you started, the gospel is just boop, 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 boop. It's going everywhere. Not everyone's going to believe, but the effect of that is going everywhere. So Paul was really complimenting them. You have changed. You understand being a godly witness. Look at verse 8. I'm going to read it. Look in your Bible. I'm going to read it from the New Living. And now the word of the Lord, Paul says, is ringing out from you to people everywhere. There's the rock. The gospel is going out. It's spreading. It isn't stayed in their local town of Thessalonica. It's going all through that area of Europe, beyond, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, watch this, we find people telling us about your faith in God. That's amazing. They had heard that there's only one way to get to heaven. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. He can give you a brand new life. And Paul even said this, we don't need to tell them. They already heard the gospel. Your reputation has gone everywhere because your life has totally been changed. This joy that you have, this purpose that you have, caused people to talk about you all over the cities. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the importance of relying on God, the Holy Spirit, to live a godly life. He talked about Jesus' simple command to his disciples, follow me. You were reminded that the gospel message really is that simple, but it contains the power of God to radically transform lives. He told you again that part of the gospel is to share its message with others. 
you don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will finish his message, Transformed Christ Followers Impact Their World for Christ. He'll be talking about how the Thessalonian church went from a bunch of people who knew nothing about the true God to strong followers telling their friends about Jesus. You'll hear that even though they went through some harsh persecution, their faith in Jesus stayed strong. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Live Here Now, Then Live There Forever. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.